And week one of the NFL is in the books. Boxhead in our second show of the Fourth and Inches NFL podcast. How'd you find the opening week? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, loved it. Loved it. Always so, a good time of year. We get that point of difference that like we talked about. We obviously love our footy, and it's the best time of year for that regard. But uh, when the NFL starts up as well, always an exciting time. Hundred percent. Alrighty. It was a good week. Yeah, and, and like I'm off. Got a bit of time off at the moment. So uh, Monday I had a little bit on, but yeah, once I sort of had an opportunity, I uh, we obviously we've got Game Pass, so we're sharing a game NFL Game Pass. And yeah, I turned Red Zone on and watched the eight hours of Red Zone and then watched uh, the 40-minute version of the Sunday night game between Dallas and the Giants Mm -hmm. and then the 40-minute version of the Monday night game, which was the Jets and the Bills. But yeah, plenty of good games, plenty to talk about. So let's let's hook into it. Plenty of uh, shock surprises as well. So uh, there's never a week that goes by without a big story. No, well, let's just start with the biggest story of all, obviously, and it's immediately impacted some of the predictions we had to make last week is yeah. Aaron Rodgers. So obviously we know it's been year on, year off the last couple of years between them and Green Bay. The divorce finally happens this year, goes to the Jets, all the implications around it, picks-wise, squad-wise, contracts. They're in a good position, good D-line, young pieces, add Dalvin Cook, couple of his mates. They're on hard knocks. Get into their hard knocks, <laughs> like happening. the whole kicking caboodle. Everyone's on board and riding high, and then he plays four snaps and just pops his Achilles. Yeah, I, it's crazy. Yeah, craziness. I, I sort of knew something had happened because I didn't watch the game live because I had a heap of texts. And, mm. and then yeah, watching the game, I thought, oh, that looked, that looked innocuous. And then when he stayed down, it even even looking back at the replay, it looked innocuous. But you see that calf, a horrific, a horrific injury, yeah. like oh, Achilles, a horrific injury, and almost age forty. Yeah, and look, it just question is where to now for him where to now for the team and I guess that's where you're going to get to next mm. and I think uh, one thing I will say arm talent's not an issue and it's he, not well, the, the, the good thing is for the Jets that he went out early and they won yeah. they beat the Bills like Bills yeah. are no no mugs like I tipped them to win the Super Bowl and you know I've, I've got no reason to change my tip but you know that, that just shows you I guess the talent of the roster so the question I guess we need to ask and answer and try yeah. and predict is whether Zach Wilson, Wilson can do it well, consistently over a long period of time. Like last year, he started well, and then the back end of the year, he sort of he fell away a little bit. Uh, but you know, he's a young quarterback, so that that happens. But I mean, invested a first round pick in him too. So yeah, and it, the other thing is, he's just had a he's had a whole off season, a whole preseason with Rodgers, and you could see their their connection in hard knocks. Like they yeah. were, Aaron Rodgers like looks like a brilliant mentor. Mm. Um, well, even Jordan Love didn't have bad stuff to say about him. So no. for, for what anyone says about his problem with Green Bay or the organisation. Oh, he doesn't seem to have any problem with his teammates. I'm on the Aaron Rodgers bandwagon, that's for sure. But the question here now, like you said, um, they were talked about as a contender for the AFC and being right up there now that they had him. Mm. Defensive line's obviously outstanding. Bruce Hall back, along with getting Cook on board. The big question is literally just that. Wilson's progression and how long do they wait? So heard somebody say yesterday, I just said this to you, on one of the American pods we do listen to, this is not the normal situation where if somebody like this gets hurt, you look at it and go, all right, we're going to yeah. rebuild, we're going to trade, we're going to do this. They're young, they're talented all across the board, but you can't waste a year or two here. Like You need to do something They're in a bit of a win-now right situation, now. aren't they? Yeah. So he's like, we either need to get all in or get somebody, even if it's for a year, or they need to figure out what he's going to do. Isn't this the interesting juxtaposition for like 
the NRL in this situation, you probably would just be stuck with it. You yeah, because you can't trade or yeah, do most this things is, you this can do in the NFL. I guess the advantage of you know having that free agency period and the trades between the teams. So well, there were some interesting ones thrown up. So people obviously bring up this typical names, guys that are off contract or yeah. free agents, as they'd say. So do they get a veteran like a Colt McCoy or a Carson Wentz? People that have been at multiple places are yeah. they an upgrade on their situation? Or do they trade internally? And the big name that came up straight away was would they go back for Mike White, who they let go because of the money he got at the backup and he knows the team? Would they look at a Jacoby Brissett, who's done that job at multiple places? Or a couple of good ones come up mid-year saying about teams that are in a position where if they're not winning yeah. and they need to get a contract, but could they afford to absorb a contract? Somebody like a Stafford. So that was mentioned that, you know, they've started well this week, but we talked about before. They've mortgaged sure their future. To, they, they wouldn't be able to pay him with That's that. That's the point. You'd have to... Make cap space, I guess, but they brought up a few veteran names that are at teams that if they could trade for someone now mm. to I try and take it, ten million in cap space. So, and they redid the deal with Rogers to obviously make room to get other pieces. But yeah, I, I sort of thought. Do they get dispensation in the cap for the fact that he's out? I don't think they don't do. Think do they? So. I think even for the players, like there's guarantees and your injury money, it's all different. If you're not playing, you don't get game checks. It's harsh, isn't so, it? Yeah, that's right. Guaranteed money and actual money, yeah. Mm. But what I'm saying is, is that are they only now out of pocket for the guaranteed money for Rogers? Oh, Most of it would have been guaranteed yeah, anyway. If you go on, one for any new listener, anyone who's getting on board, I absolutely love the website because I'm a nerd. If you've listened to our old podcast with money, Spotrack. So Spotrack or Spotrack in the US, all their contracts are written in all the details yeah. there. So you can see signing bonus, camp bonuses, guarantees, dead cap money, like injury money. It tells you the full breakdown of exactly what's in the contract. Yeah. What they've pushed into future years, like what they've got to, you know, earn to get. Like, so for example, Jordan Whitehead, who took the three picks for them the other night, he had 250K in incentives to take three picks. He got three picks in one game. So he's 250K checks already written up, added to his contract. Mm -hmm. But um, the other one that was thrown up, which I thought was interesting... Stafford obviously has a huge deal. So when I heard that, I thought that's not going to happen even if they wanted to trade out. Surely they wouldn't have the pieces to take him. It'd be a lower team. The other one that got thrown up is, well, what if the Vegas season doesn't work out well and they lean for someone like a Jimmy G who's on a reasonable deal? Yeah. You know, like a, a, a team like that, if they were going to get somebody else who's a veteran who's proven, but it would take a team like that mid-season to want to abort what they're doing and for them to pick up. So I think for now, it's a decision of how long do you wait? Mm. Do we act immediately? and try to trade for someone, because then you're not going to get someone like that, or you can't risk that. You're going to be looking at a Brissette for a third or fourth rounder or someone who's a free agent right now, who's yeah. been there before. Or do you wait until mid-season, try to manage it with your fantastic D-line, your run game, and so- see what Wilson's learnt? And do you think you can be in a, a good enough position for potentially one of those teams to try and opt out of somebody to do you a favour or for you to take that risk? Yeah, there's a lot of moving paths. So, I think for them, similar to what you've said, watching Hard Knocks and what he did with him, I know he's going to have surgery. I'm sure he's going to stay around the team, though, and probably be there with Wilson. Maybe they'll give him yeah. six weeks and hope um, that things are all right and they can lean on the other parts of their game. But this is just it. They come into this season thinking, well, we went 7-10 and 10 last year, basically off our defense. And they get Bruce back, you get Cook, and now you've got Rodgers. They were certainly thinking, if we improve the other side of the ball, like we're a 10-plus win team. Yeah, that's right. But now you take him back out, you're literally in the same position with probably just a little bit better weapons. But it doesn't matter if you don't have a quarterback to get the ball. So um, I don't know the answer, but I think for now, pretty much what you said, based off what you've seen on hard knocks and based off that sort of relationship that they'll ride with him for maybe four to six weeks unless it's really bad. Hmm. Um, But yeah, still wouldn't be surprised if they wanted to upgrade at least the quarterback room with someone minor at the moment. But your free agent situation, a lot of people brought up Wentz. I think Wentz has got plenty of talent, but 
the, the thing that you don't know, and again, for only what you hear, he's apparently not been the best received in a lot of locker rooms. He's been moved on from, you know, three teams now. Yeah. So from that perspective, they all look pretty hunky-dory on hard knocks and in a real good place. So, you know, whether he's an upgrade or better at this point in time, but does it change the dynamic in your team? Can you get him up to scratch quick enough? It's a big question, Mark. Yeah. But that's probably the biggest thing that happened week one. That was huge. Um, and yeah, real real buzzkill like they talk about when people go, you know, quarterbacks are protectable. They're protected for a reason, like this. That's right. And that's yeah. not saying it was wrong with the hit, but in the past when people are like, oh, it's changed or they're not allowed to get touched now. I'm like, well, take, if you took out Rodgers, Brady, all these sort of blokes, you know, early in the season and just had all the backups running around, it wouldn't be that entertaining of a league. Let's put it that way. Mm. Big preface on the quarterbacks. Imagine no Mahomes, no Burrow, like if it was just fair game like it used to be. You'd have some pretty ordinary blokes running around throwing the rock. That's right. So, yeah. Um, you got anything else to add to that one? No. Probably the last piece there is what we said. The last thing that was tied into this deal, well, Green Bay would have been hoping is he played 65% yeah. of the snaps because they get another first round of it now. Ouch. This is the one positive for the Jets. Another reason why that reporter was saying it hurts because the team's ready now. But they'll keep their first round, and if they finish mid-pack, they'll probably get another good player, which they've drafted extremely well the last few years. That's right. Yeah. So, but he's still sitting there going, well, where's the upside? Like, we need that that piece there. Yeah. So as much as there's a positive, one positive in that, that's just sort of not helping what they need right now. Yeah. Um, so that one hurts. But running through some of the games, to talk about that game, 22-16, him going down in four plays. I think the biggest thing that we sort of already touched on is basically what they did last year, their defense. They leaned on their defense. They got great pressure. They got three take- takeaways like Allen... You know, probably one or two of them were on him as much as what the pressure. Yeah. Trying to force things. But I think if there's one thing you know about the Jets again, that D-line's stacked. And they've got rotation players in there too. So not only that, they can rotate guys in and out. They can keep applying pressure. Secondary got the benefit off the back of that. Um, Hall off the back of an ACL. Couple of good runs. Cook's still probably playing his way back into shape. But the big question mark's what we've already mentioned. It's what they can do with Wilson. Yeah. From this point on. Um, and can they... Build on that offensive side of the ball, but for the Bills, probably a disappointing start. In particular, like we said, just those takeaways. And Allen put his hand up already, saying a couple of them were just on him, trying to force things. But run game, still a bit of a struggle. Thought with Harris and Cook and a couple upgrades there, they might be a little bit better on the ground. But mind you, this is one of the better defenses. Um, and then, wow, like the, the, the way they won it. Like Wilson's tap catch to himself, Garrett Wilson, that was awesome. Yeah, it was, yeah. And then the punt return from the guy off Hard Knocks who was an undrafted free agent. Gibson, yeah. Gibson, Xavier Gibson. That was awesome. Yeah, huge play. Yeah, mm-hmm. and good comeback because, you know, there was a period there where they lost Rodgers, they were behind, you know, sort of half-time. It didn't look great, but, you know, for him to rally back at home in the wet against a good team, it was a massive win. Mm. So I guess you look at them, what we said from there, <laughs> lots of positives, but they don't want it to be like last year where it's all in their day. Because no. if that's the case, you're going to end up with a similar record, maybe <coughs> slightly better. Excuse but me. But you're sort of just stuck in the, the position where you were previously. Yeah, exactly. Um, so give them some time and see what you can figure out there. And for the Bills, I guess the question marks are still there again. Um, what a lot of people said, you know, they're not got not got Miller back yet. Their D line and their defense in general. There's a couple of guys they've paid. They've had to make some moves cap wise to try to manage their roster. It's been a few years now that window. Yeah. Um, but not the greatest start. But Alan, like I said, protect, took a lot of that on himself for some of the plays he made. Yeah. But there is still questions whether they've got enough talent this year and whether that window's starting to get tighter and tighter. But loss in division always hurts, especially in this circumstance. Once Rogers would have went off, they would have been thinking, we've got this. 
Yeah, 100%. So, big one to lose in what is going to be definitely a competitive AFC East after what we watched. Um, speaking of one of the other games, I know it's not really in order. You brought it up. Cowboys, 40 zip over the Giants. Dear Lord. Yeah. That was an absolute bloodbath. Yeah, it's just everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong for Dal- uh, for the Giants. Like, it was horrific. Mate. They couldn't hold the ball. They couldn't complete a pass. They couldn't protect the quarterback. I was about to say it that. Was, oh, Denny Dobbs, tell you what. So, like, credit life. to him. He just got, he stayed in there and just got pummeled. Mm. And like, even when he ran, he didn't just go out. He yeah, tried to he, keep plays alive, but right. he was just absolutely haunted. I'm not sure whether it was smart or, you know, a little bit unintelligent in the fact What about that leaving was, him in at the end? And I was like... Yeah, I think that might have been him just saying, there's no way I'm oh, tapping out here. I sort of get that, but mm. if paid him 160 million, which I already thought was yeah. a crazy deal, but you're, quarterback. you're leaving him in, yeah. regardless of what he wants to do. Like the Bengals, even in their loss, pulled Burrow out. Yeah. Just conceded it's a bad night. They're not going to run him around. They're like, all right, this isn't going too well. We're not going to leave him out there. Yeah, it's a strange one. But like you said, they're special teams. Touchdown early um, from, I can't even say his bloody name, Odigazua. He came up with a huge play. The Saquon fumble touchdown, like their defense again. Just yeah. looked like something we sort of spoke about their D-line and maybe their secondary, but I think all around they've probably shown that they've improved a lot on that side of the ball. Massively. I had questions about Dak and whether they could manage things, but I guess, again, if you, you do what they did here and you take pressure off your offense, you don't have to worry too much about what he has to do. Yeah. He just basically game-managed. He didn't have to do a whole lot or take a lot of risk. Um, and then any questions about Pollard and his health on return, he was good. 15 or so carries, couple of touchdowns, well, couple of catches. Yeah, like, justified the move away mm. from Elliott, didn't they? Yeah, I'm like this argument right now in the league is about running backs and contracts and their health. And you look across the weekend, J.K. Dobbins was one of the guys, popped his Achilles, gone. A couple others that have fought for contracts, like Eckler, he's under a cloud. And then the backup, Kelly, popped off for 95 yards and a couple of TDs as well. So yeah, it's a very rich position, but... Um, yeah, I guess if you're looking at Dallas, you get excited, which they, they do plenty of years, but um, there was some talk about them. And yeah, you look at the, the defensive side of things and just the amount of contributions and not, not having to lean on, you know, a digs to come up with a pick or Micah with the pressures, those, those sort of things all leaned into what everyone was doing. Everyone contributed on their defense. So yeah, um, some positive signs there. And then, yeah, I guess offense, those sort of other pieces like Turpin, who I think it was the... MVP of the USFL. They had him involved in some packages. They The guy that had his son drafted, Deuce Vaughn, they've got some small shifty guys now, so they're obviously going to change things up on that side of the ball. But some real positives, but I think the biggest thing is I'll be super happy they kept Dan Quinn as their defensive coordinator. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. he yeah. looks like he's absolutely tooled up to the max mm-hmm. with what he's got this year on their defense. Yeah. For the Giants, I guess you don't even need to talk about the money that I already mentioned about dimes, but if that's what your defensive and offensive lines are going to dish up, you're in trouble. Because mm. there's a lot of talk around Thibodeau, Dexter Lawrence, all the pieces they've got there. They didn't really put a dent on Dallas's offensive line. They didn't get to Dak. No, they were weren't on. They were on the field a fair bit, mind you. But obviously, a lot comes on the offensive side of things. First of all, when you're O line and you're scrambling for your life and you're giving turnovers and takeaways and you're getting touchdowns that way, you're just never in a game. Yeah. So, again, brutal. Reality check week one in division. Uh, but for the the Cowboys, like I said, there's, there's usually excitement from the fans, but there's a lot of Dallas fans that are very excited from what they saw first week. Yeah. And rightfully so. Yeah. Mm. Finns charges. Well, what an absolute shootout this was. Craziness, huh? A thousand yards of offense. It was an absolute mental. It's kind of surprised on the flip. 
to see the amount of ground yards from the Chargers. They've got 234 on the ground, but man, I'll tell you what, like say what you will about Tua, and I know the other concussion troubles last year, but when he's upright and you've got McDaniels drawing up what he's got and you've got the speed of Hill and what like the amount of yards they put up, dear Lord. Yeah, man, oh, it was ridiculous. Sort of more looked at it at the end of the game and thought for both these teams, you got big. just need to learn how to defend. It was zero defense. It was like watching our Toyota Cup game in the NRL. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. But, yeah, you got Eckler and Kelly, like I said, on the ground with Kellen Moore. They're obviously leaning more into the running game for the Chargers. Tua and Hill combined for an absolute stupid amount of yards. He had a couple of errors, but every time he did, he bounced back. Um, Herbert, pretty smart game by him. He, he, they leaned on the run. He was still good with his arm. He ran one in himself and late. Tua strikes back to take the lead, and they gave Chargers an opportunity to win the game, but fourth and 13, got sacked. Um, I, I guess the big takeaway here is they certainly both need to tighten up on the defensive side of things, but the frustrating thing to hear, and we talked about this when we previewed, like the Chargers, they've just added talent upon talent upon talent every single year. Yeah. And then there's things like this that keep happening, and Staley is one of these guys who benefits like a lot of people have, whether it be NFL or NRL, from a coaching tree, which is the Rams' coaching tree as a defensive coach. But while he's been there, they've been like basically bottom of the barrel in most defensive stats. And to roll out there with the players he's got, JC Jackson, Derwin James, like they've got Khalil Mack with Bosa, like they've got some pretty red hot players, D line, A line, secondary. You can't be running bottom in the defensive stakes when you've got that sort of talent that's, and you're a defensive coach. That's right. That's the issue. So I don't think, and I heard some people go, ah, oh, Herbert, again, I'm like, well, I don't know what else you want Herbert to do in the offense. Yeah. I think they put up plenty of points, but on both sides here, you'd want to see a vast improvement from your defense. And I guess for the Dolphins, mm-hmm. some personnel change. They got Fangio over, who's a really well-respected defensive coach. Um, that'll probably take a little bit of time. At least he's brand new in the job. But yeah. you'd think for Staley, if he flops this year, he's gone. Yeah. If, if not... Earlier, like if, yeah, if they Cal- have a they few more of those, and- mm, they have a few more of those, it could be concerning. But yeah, um, had their chances, that's for sure. But what an absolute shootout. And I guess for the Dolphins, this was the question a lot of people had. Some people had them as an AFC contender. Some didn't trust in tour. I, I guess as long as he's upright and they've got those wide receivers, yeah, you know they're going to be able to move the ball. It's simply a question of how they improve across the year, I guess, on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. And if they do that, or well, then who knows? They could be a massive threat in the AFC. Absolutely. But uh, moving on from that one, huge surprise. One of the surprises of the weekend, the Rams. Yeah, it was. Over the Hawks, 30-13. Um, yeah, I certainly didn't expect this when we did our preview, and they talked about their off-season and, you know, giving away Ramsey and the trades that to do to sort of start paying back the piper for pushing all in. But, man, uh, this, this was a real surprise. 27 first downs. Move the chains. A couple of guys that they drafted as, un, you know, drafted receivers. You had Stafford off that elbow injury who looked pretty good, managed things, and they, they just kept them on the field. They sort of just strangled them after, you know, a bit of a positive start. And I, I can't remember what I saw the minutes or the possession. Like the, the possession in the end was huge and how much time they held the ball and just kept them on the field and juiced them. Mm. Yeah. I don't know much more to add on that one. Mm. Oh, I just think it probably speaks to the question marks that people questioned last year about McVay. He's had talent. He's mm. a good coach. He was gone. Then he stayed. Like, what's yeah, this I, year got to look I guess look I like? looked at it, I was like, okay. Mm. Interesting to see how that looks in 
four weeks. Can yeah. Stafford stay healthy? Are they the real deal, or they just start with a bit of nos and run out of gas? Yeah. But I guess from him, you wonder as well, like what's his motivation like? Because he's touted as this coach, and for the pieces and the lack of picks and the lack of cap room to come in and see what you saw week one, you take from that side of things that he's certainly fired up and ready to do his part. Yeah, which is um, good. They got some big contributions from, you know, some undrafted guys. Pika Nakua, who was a late pick, 10 catches, 119 yards, 2 2 Atwell made some plays. And like I said, more important than anything, they just held the ball, got plenty of first downs, ran the clock, and um, they turned that into three running touchdowns and no turnovers. And, um, you know, those adjustments and again, a big division win that, that puts a dent on the Hawks who had some hype. Mm. And, you know, they sort of just fizzled out in the second half. They started positively, but. Similar deal. The, the the run game wasn't that great. The pass sort of died off. Last year, they were probably average up front on their D-line, but they were good in their secondary. This time, they got picked apart in their secondary. So, mm. week one, I guess. Yeah, um, that's right. It's like, just because they were the way they were at the end of last year. Yeah, a lot of these teams have only played their starters for one game. So, week one, two, and three are almost like extended preseason games, aren't they? And there you go. I found what I want. They had 40 minutes of possession to 20 in the NFL. That's huge. That is crazy. 27 yeah. first down. So you want to talk about moving the chains and just looking at another team and basically saying, well, we're just going to sit out here yeah. and run Juicing the clock. defense and, and putting pressure on your offense. Mm-hmm. Make, make, your, make the offense one-dimensional. have to pass and chase points. So the adjustments from him, from this explosive offense the other year and boom defense with a couple of key players, he's, uh, he's certainly come with a new kit bag this year and adjusted things. So mm. we'll see, like you said, how it's going in six weeks' times, but... Uh, no one expected that one. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, Eagles, Pats. This was actually a pretty entertaining game. 25-20. It the, was, the, right. the start's what killed it, though. Yeah. Like that, that had me worried as a Pats fan. Like When you go pick six off a bad throw, the fumble, field goal, and before you know it, it's 16-0. Yeah. You're sort of going, oh, crap. Like This is going to be another one. Another dicey-looking year, or is it going to take a few weeks? Um, but I tell you what, they, they certainly steadied the ship after that. That was all in the first quarter. The, the most market improvement, no surprise, when you've done have a special teams and a defensive guy trying to run your offense. With Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones uh, under him and sort of the weapons they had. I know they've got a couple of guys still missing at the moment, but they actually look pretty good on offense, the Patriots. Absolutely. So some uh, real positives there. You know, a couple of long touchdowns to Bourne. The running game, yeah, probably wasn't quite what they'd hoped for, but I, I don't think there's any surprise that their defense was pretty good. They didn't let Hurts, uh, you know, make many long throws. They they got after him. They got him to scramble a few times. They got a pretty good offensive line, but no surprise there. Belichick, that's that's his side of things. That's his game. Peppers, with that hit, forced a nice fumble. Uh, they sort of kept him in there, but I, I guess in the end, they, they had some opportunities, especially right at the end there. They had that last opportunity. Butte, who was a guy that had wraps on, was a late draft pick, couldn't get the two feet down. Yeah. Um, and they certainly pushed the Eagles all the way to the end, but... I guess your big takeaway there again, week one is a lot of people had them fourth in the division or had question marks. I think up against the Eagles, that they'd be taking away some massive positives with that result. Yeah, huge, yeah, huge. Mm. Especially to go like into Foxborough and do it, mm. not easy. Return to Tom Brady, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, mm. and if you're the Eagles, I guess it wasn't pretty, but again, you won. Yeah, um, similar deal. They got some injuries coming out of it. You know, secondary got exposed a couple of times, so they probably wouldn't be happy with that. But, you know, Carter and Davis, the couple of guys out on their D-line, made an impact straight away. Um, you know, Hurts, like I said, did enough. They had that early 
sort of explosion, but I, I think for them, similar, when you when you lose players, good road win, your defense is solid, you'll just approve across the year. And Jake Elliott, they would have been very happy with him, knocking some long-distance field goals in that sort of gave him that breathing room. But yeah, exactly. Some good takeaways from both teams. Um, yeah, road win, always important when you've got the first-place schedule and Absolutely. tough place to go. Vegas Broncos, I guess there were some positive from the Broncos. You saw Wilson use his feet a little bit, which has disappeared the last couple of years. But one of the big question marks a lot of people had is could they improve the offensive line? He was one of the most sacked quarterbacks last year. They put some money into it, but uh, he still was under a fair bit of pressure. So that didn't look the greatest. Already got receiver issues and injuries. Um, Judy, Dolchich, the tight end. Lots of penalties um, on both sides, but yeah, full credit to Vegas. They're another one that a lot of people looked at and thought it's going to be a bad year, but Jimmy G, when he's upright, he can certainly manage a game. He's familiar with McDaniels, the coach. They brought Myers over from the Patriots. He leaned on him. He was 9 for 81 and two touchdowns. Got a ripper weapon in Devontae. I think picked up six. They didn't really get going on the running side of things, but in the end, um, fourth down, had to make some plays to seal it and run the clock down, and they did. Yeah, they did. So if you them and, you know, start a similar deal, trade away a couple of pieces and sort of readjust. Jimmy G is always good when he's upright. That's just a question of how long he's going to be upright for. Mm. Um, Jacob's come back in after the holdout. Wasn't a crazy night for him, but yeah, I thought they saw some positives in obviously what they got out of Jacoby, but he's now in concussion protocol and Devontae, if they build up those connections, I guess, things will get better on the offensive yeah, side could, of the ball. Yeah, it could be positive, yeah. Uh, Michael Mayo was the draft pick. He, he didn't have a whole lot of a contribution over the night, but yeah, if all that sort of builds nicely, I think the biggest questions are on the defensive side of the ball. They're already lacking there, and the, the one big piece they had was obviously Max Crosby, who made an impact on this game. But, yeah, he was good. Um, still, their division's quite tough, and I know that's a division win, but for Peyton, you've taken over a program. You're trying to make a lot of change. There was some positives there, but yeah, still probably question the weapons. Yeah, like they're, yeah, they're, certainly they're not the finished product. No, nah. are they? So Javonta's back off an ACL. Probably want to run the ball a little bit better, but it seemed like even the last few years, regardless of what receivers, they're always injured. Mm. Tim Patrick injured, Cortland Sutton injured, Judy's been in and out injured. They've never seemed to have been healthy in that <laughs> regard. Um, if you don't have reliable weapons, it's pretty hard. Nice He's quarterback, and I know they paid huge money to Wilson, but yeah. Mm. There's already been a lot of talk about Peyton being ruthless there and the fact they brought Stidham over that maybe if things aren't looking good mid-year, he will try to cut bait for the rebuild, which would be a huge story. Yeah. Considering what he was paid prior to him getting there. Um, But close one, but no dice. Division loss. Here's another one. Probably not a surprise. We just didn't know what we were going to see because these two teams at the Packers. 38-20 over the Bears. Jordan Love. Smacked him. Positive start to his career. I know some of it was run after the catch stuff with Jones and that, but did a pretty adequate job for his first start. And I, I guess it helps for one of the big things they did have right there, why Rodgers wasn't always happy with the weapons. They had him a mean offensive line. Yeah. And for Jordan Love, he was pretty much playing clean the whole night. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, he, he saw the benefit well. of being behind. Questionable off- uh, question- questionable opposition. Yeah. True that. The Bears are... Improved, but they're doing it in a slow way. Yeah. The guy that took over polls as the GM wasn't looking for a quick fix. They got rid of any bad contracts. They weren't willing to pay Roquan. They're drafting. They've taken value, like in trading for a Claypool for a second or keeping commit. They're, they're sort of a slow build. So mm. I 
guess what we talked about before was in that slow build, do they see enough out of fields to stick with him? Which is your big question because it's year four, I'm pretty sure now. Year three? Uh, I think it's four, isn't it? Okay, yeah. So they're going to have to make a call. Yeah. Whether they do a reasonable sort of setup like what happened with Love and the Packers where they did a one-year deal and just sort of kept him there while they're in transition. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but it was sort of the same thing for him all the time. He was pressured. He was running. Uh, you know, he had a couple of moments with his arms, but why are you playing like that every week? That's going to be the case. Yeah. You're going to get hit. You're going to throw picks. It's not the, the ideal situation to be playing in, but I guess, like I said, they're, they're playing the long game. They're trying to do it yeah. through the draft and through free agency and not trying to come up with a short-term window or waste money and have to get in a rebuild. They're trying to do it nice and slow and put the pieces in place. Yeah. Um, but not the greatest of starts, whereas you look at the Packers, you move away from Rogers, you free up a hell of a lot of money on that side of things, and they lean into what they do well. They've got two good running backs. Jones had a really big part in this not a great night for Dylan but you've got a good tandem for Love you've got a really good offensive line good defensive line and good secondary and they all showed up for him yep so with Watson Dobbs and the few receivers only been first and second year players Musgrave they've obviously got some questions on their weapons but you look at all those other parts of the game if they go through the year and they see some positives in what Love does and the bits and pieces they've got there and address maybe some stuff with uh, attacking weapons well this could be a Packers team that just continues to roll on but tougher <clears throat> tests to come, obviously, in their division. They've got the Lions, they've got the Vikings. So hard to uh, gauge much off first week, but I, I think for them, they'd, they'd certainly be looking at it going well. Yeah, Road trip, positive start. good start. Let's see how we go from here. But, yeah. 49 of Steelers. Uh, a lot of hype around the Steelers. That was quelled pretty quickly. Yeah, the quality opposition, again. You mm. played a good team. You, you could look back at the end of the year and go, it was the toughest game we played. Yeah. You don't, you don't know. So, uh, but... Yeah, they certainly didn't start the way they would have liked. Still, uh, 49ers were, were good. But, you know, they're expected to be pretty good. And the question mark was probably over Brock Purdy. And he looked, yeah, Did the competent. Same thing. He was good. Fits that system well. Moves so, the ball. There's no reason why they can't be a real contender. Mm. And I think, like you said, he's, he, the big thing for them is just improving. Ayuk had a big day. They've been waiting a couple of years to sort of see the best of him. We already know what Debo can do. Yeah, McCaffrey they traded for, which was an all-in sort of move. He had a huge part to play again here, and he's healthy. Um, questions are let McGlinchey go, but their own line was solid enough. Yeah, and then on defense, we know what they've got there. They traded out a few pieces to make sure they could keep Bosa. But between Kinlaw, Drake Jackson, who got three sacks and was the beneficiary of some of the work he did, um, Armstead, some of the moves they've sort of made there, where you've got to give give and take when you're obviously trying to juggle your salary cap and Hafunga and the secondary Warner. They're one of these ones where you look at it again and if all those pieces are there, they're going to be right there at the back end. Yeah, exactly. Steelers, you know, the hype may have been quelled, but again, you look at the pressure they got on Pickett. He got forced into a couple of bad throws. They had zero running game, which obviously never helps. Yeah. Um, offensive line, probably questionable. I, I think the one positive for them is, is what it always is. They've always got decent contributors on defense. What, three sacks, two forced fumbles, obviously had a big day, but doesn't matter when you're not doing anything on the other side of the ball. So I, I guess we'll get a better gauge of them when they're not playing the team that's probably considered the favourite to win the, NFL, the whole bloody that's right, kick yeah. caboodle. But Give it a few weeks. Rough first week on that side of things. Uh, Saints-Titans, this was a weird. close one and a weird. weird game, but I think you got what you expected from Derek Carr. He's a steady quarterback. Yeah, You move the ball. Uh, no Kamara, so the rushing side of things. They tried to run with Williams, but I think for them, and you probably agree here, 
it'd be more run after the catch and screen passes and bubbles with those two guys rather than a running game when they're both there. Yeah. So I'd have the duel, like Alave, he leaned on, no surprise. Like he was big, 112 yards, six catches. Thomas looked okay. It's just a question again, can he stay upright? He's been in and out. And the other young bloke they drafted, Shahid, made a huge play late on fourth yeah. down. Caught a nice touchdown. So they got some promise if that's sort of their trio with him and you put Kamara back into the mix. Big time. But yeah, yeah again, they're another one of these teams that had made a couple of moves and some trade pieces and some contract situation stuff. They got Kara in a reasonable deal. Secondary had an impact on the game, Lattimore, May, etc. Um, questions more so, I guess, on D-line and where the offense went. But for week one and where you're looking to progress, you know, they, they did enough with the ball and their defense come up for them. They got three picks. They blocked a punt. But you're looking at the Titans. Uh, it's pretty much exactly what we expected. Henry Heavy running the ball yeah. plenty. Had to catch the ball a couple of times. Yeah. I don't know how he keeps doing it, big age. They just flog him into the ground. Tenehu had an absolute shocker. Three picks. Um, yeah, he wasn't great. Was you know, he's hurling him at D-hop. He had 13 targets, six catches. So that side of things is uh, not exactly great. But you look at their situation, it's it's sort of weird. You know, it's hard to upgrade. They drafted Willis to have a look. Then they've drafted Will Levis this year on the back of some of his talent from Colt. Like, it's, it's one of these ones you sort of look at and go, well, they probably go half the year here until they fall into a hole, and then they might look at one of those two. But... They jumped off the Willis train pretty quickly. So I'm yeah. assuming if this goes sideways, they'll have a look at Levis at the back end of the year. But this looks like exactly what we said. Vrabel's a good coach. His D-line did a good job. Simmons and those sort of guys, they're going to lean on them and Derek Henry. And they'll probably be in every single game like they were here, but I, I don't think it's going to be a great year. Yeah, it's hard to... Um, without a quarterback. Hard to see it. Uh, yeah, it seems like the Tannehill thing, which was a positive a few years ago, is on the downward trend and, yeah... If you're going to be relying on your D-line every week and your run game, there's going to be days where that's not going to be enough. And this is one of the uglier ones at the bottom end, but like we said, when you get a harder opposition, it's probably going to get a bit uglier. Yeah. So, yeah, they'll, they'll be one to keep the eyes on, but, yeah, I don't know. Tough, gritty win for the Saints in your division, which is uh, going to be an interesting one and a competitive one this year. But, yeah, for Carr, I guess, good start. He hasn't felt the love the last few years, and there's been a lot spoken about him. But at the end of the day, like we said, there's not enough quarterbacks in the NFL. So for I think That's, yeah. I think for the hate that he gets, he's not a bad player. No, like he's not a superstar. But at the same time, you can do much worse than Derek Carr being your quarterback. Big time. So Washington Cardinals. This was very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know who was worse, if I'm being honest. If it's, I'm, uh, yeah, that that shocked me as well. If, if I'm Washington, my biggest worry was, I think they've got some pretty decent weapons, and I know they don't really have a quarterback, which is your question with how and how long that lasts. Or they look at Brissett, but I thought they made things look fairly hard on the offensive side of the ball. I agree. And their defense, as we spoke about in the preview, absolutely stacked, especially their D line. And without their D line, they would have lost this game. That's sweat. about the only way they look like applying any pressure. Oh, mate. Sweat, pain, all those guys up front did a hell of a job. But if their defense didn't do what they did, they lose this game. Yep. The Cardinals, I will give credit to old Steichen. He did a hell of a job getting them up for it, considering what they've traded away and they're basically oh, tanking for Williams. 100%. But, yeah, same as on the QB side of things. Like, What did you really expect? They were mm. talking about Clayton June, who nobody even knows who that is. Dobbs ended up playing quarterback, but... Yeah, the fact that this was as close as what it was really, really surprised me. And they could thank, like I said, their D-line for taking the ball away a couple of times and saving their ass. Yeah. Because if they weren't there, they would have lost this game. 
Exactly. But, yeah, six sacks. Did a really good job. Couple of takeaways for how some real positives, but some real ugly moments. Terrible pick to Zayvon Collins. Fumble, runs one in, throws one early. He had a real mixed bag for his first start, but yeah, the offensive side of the ball, if you're Washington, is literally what you come to the season. If so we can fix that, we've got a good defense. But you see that week one and go, man, that's got to be that's got to get much better very quickly. <laughs> McLaurin, bloody Dotson, two running backs, Robinson, Gibson. They've got some good pieces there, but again, if you don't have a quarterback in this league, it's a struggle. Yeah, yeah, no, but, exactly. Yeah, I really didn't expect that out of the Cardinals. I actually thought they had a pretty good day. And even with having no quarterback, he emptied the bag on offense. They run a couple of trick plays that a wheel route. They had Marquise Brown, Rondell Moore, some of the guys that are quicker and more nippy, just trying to create what they could on the ground. But I still look at them and think this is one where it fades out after four or five games. They might start well gassed up, but after some losses, a couple of injuries, we might see a few more trades. And just really strip things down to the bare bones because they're clearly going for Caleb Williams. Yeah. And I've watched US watched USC play the last few weeks. I don't blame him for going for Caleb Williams. Mm. Some of the stuff he's doing is ridiculous. Um Ted, I think it doesn't help. 122 penalty yards. Yeah, yuck. So yeah. yeah. Sorry, Cardinals fans, in particular Nolan out there. Poor Nolan. Poor Nolan. Rough time for Nolan. Bucks Vikings, this was another one that surprised me. Uh Vikings, I don't think it's any surprise they move the ball. Addison, good debut as a receiver. Jefferson, no surprise. Cousins leans on him, but defense come up pretty flat. Three turnovers by Cousins. Um, and Mayfield had a couple of wayward passes, but you know their defense has still got some good pieces. Still got Evans and Godwin. That was basically it. He was safe, accurate. He made plays when he had to make plays, and their defense come up with some big stuff. And Tom Winfield Jr. is a good player. White, you know, like their D-line. And then you look at the Viking side of things and sort of what we're wondering, they had to again make some moves similar to everybody when you stacked up for a few years. Let Thielen go, let Cook go for out a bit of space. Roll in Addison, lean on Osborne and Hawkinson and think you've probably got enough. Mattinson is your running back, but um, yeah, certainly no trouble moving the ball, but defensively it's a big worry. Huge worry. They struggled there. Yeah, they did. Um, and they brought Flores in. They had really big hopes that having him on board and with the personnel, they'd see a bit of an improvement, but... Yeah, it's just going to take some time. Mm. I didn't expect that from the Bucks. I must admit, though. Like, when you're hearing the off-seasons between Trask and Mayfield has been moved a few times, Fournette gone, Brady gone, yeah. like, a lot of guys saying they want out because they don't want to be part of a rebuild. It was just almost like they were close enough and they were good enough. They mm. The Vikings just didn't put them away. But even the, like the preseason, you hear Devin White say he wants out. Evans is like, I'm going to leave yeah. if I don't get my contract. I sort of thought coming into this week, this could be bad. Bad, or it could be a little bit of fu. That's in that we're like. all we're all just going to yeah. play well and try and you know increase our stock to go somewhere else. And maybe it works that way because Mayfield's certainly in that mode. He's been flicked from a few joints. Yeah, Evans wants his deal. Like Goblin's been quiet, but yeah, Devin White, all those guys did a pretty good job because mm. they've still got pieces, especially on the defensive side of them. Absolutely, I know Evans is a bit older and Goblin's off an injury, but if that's your one-two to throw to, if you Baker Mayfield, who's at least accurate enough, yeah. There's something there to work with. It's not something you're probably building around long-term because of money situation and where you are as a team. But, yeah, that one sort of surprised me. Um, the Vikings dropped their bundle there, but you, three turnovers in the first sort of quarter or first half, and you dig yourself that hole to start with. So they're going to have to improve a fair bit. But, yeah, I enjoy the NFL clips. Did you see Mayfield telling old mate to put some weight on? No, I didn't. No. He took a run for an important 
first down when they were trying to juice the clock at the back end and he pushed over some young cornerback or someone that came to try and hit him and he's like, get your weight up. Oh, <laughs> 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 mate, wanted to fight him. Typical Mayfield, zero fucks given, just walk around and go, get your weight up. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I know everyone hates you, but I find that, <coughs> find that absolutely <coughs> hilarious. Baker. Absolutely excellent, but yeah. Old Kirk. <laughs> Good times. Certainly can throw the rock, but... Sing some songs, Kurt. Got to hold on to those balls, bruh. Mm. Got to hold on to the rock. Spilled it a few times. But oh, the other thing I thought, last year, how many close games did they win? A lot. Like eight or nine a by lot. seven or less, or like within a touchdown? Yeah. So this was, again, within one score, but they've lost it. Is this a year where they do that again, but it goes the opposite way? It could be, yeah. It happens in the NRL, we talk about it, and also it can happen in other leagues where... Yeah. Some, one year you're on the the good end of all those results, but another year it goes against you and suddenly, you know, you're 8-8 eight eight or you've got a negative record, so... Yeah, it's fair. One to watch there, yeah, but yeah, that crazy NFC South side of things for you guys. Three winners, week one. Yeah. Um, a lot of questions over it, but good start. And Jags up against the Colts. I think this one was just entertaining to have a look at Richardson in what I thought was going to be a dumpster fire. And I must admit... A lot of his yards come, you know, yards after the catch. A lot of screens, a lot of short stuff, but you could definitely see the physical talent. Of course. Ran the ball a few times, like when he when he gets his arm going, but there's a hell of a lot he has to learn. Hell of a lot he's going to learn. But probably the bigger thing I saw here, similar thing we're talking about, they created some stuff like with screens and some short passing and what he's learning there, but with no Jonathan Taylor, like with no run game to lean on either, that certainly doesn't help him. And that that's why we looked at that and what's going on with Ursay and them and just thought this this could be a complete dumpster fire this year, but I thought they showed some some ticker. Absolutely. Yeah. O line did a pretty good job. Pittman had a decent game. You know, like I said, he made some mistakes, but he showed some positive with the run. The big question is though, if you're gonna play like that and play that run style game, they reckon he's already come at it with a bit of a knee and ankle niggle. Mm. So if you're gonna use him that way and you've got no run game and he's gonna rely on his legs, like it's a question of how long until he gets injured. So for the Colts on the Richardson side of things, I think they signed a good backup. It's my mate. I can't even think of his name right now. Who's the bloke who was at Jacksonville originally with a bloody moustache and yeah, the short um, shorts? You know what I'm talking about. Gardner Minshew, that's it. Minshew, Minshew mania. Yeah. And then he was at the Eagles last year. I like Minshew. Gardner Minshew. So they've got a decent backup if they get into a hole. And I know, that, like we said, the situation's not ideal for them this year, but... Yeah, their secondary has to be expected. wasn't the greatest. Real positives for the Jags, though. Mm. Some uh, good early connections with Ridley. He certainly looks to be still a hell of a player. Did you see the video of the throw that squeezed through the window by Lawrence? Yeah. That was crazy. It was mental, yeah. That's awesome footage. Um, but yeah, even Lawrence come out, had some good moments. He did have one pick, but like I said, those two look really comfortable together. Etienne, who he played with, they got some stuff going on the ground. They wrapped their back up Bigsby. He came up with a couple of errors, and it wasn't the greatest day, but I guess, you know, just time, and if they give him a chance to improve. But there was some positives for them. There was also some negatives, but similar deal with the Colts, like you've talked about, start of the year, you come out juiced up, fired up, but I just wonder if it's similar in a couple of weeks and they get a couple of injuries, where, where they're going to be. Yeah, it's true. And if the Taylor thing's not resolved and you've still got no running game and Richardson gets hurt, um, yeah, but they, they were right in this to the end. It got the 24-21, especially after Buckner picked up that loose ball and ran one in the other way. But yeah, that, that division similar deal we talk about is a dumpster fire. 
it's, it's there to be taken on the Jag side of things. You've got the Colts, you've got the Texans, obviously, also on the rebuild side of things. So it's it's really there to be taken if they want it. But Absolutely. Um, I'm sure we'll see them approve across the year. But Steichen, you could see some of what he did with Jalen Hurts with Anthony Richardson, but I think it's going to be a lot longer process for the Colts. It is. Mm. Yeah, it is. Browns, Bengals, wow. 24-3. Yeah, shock, shock result, wasn't it? A lot of people, did, yeah, surprise. And I, I think the scarier part here is I didn't think Watson played that well. No, he didn't. He no. dropped, dropped the ball. and shocking how bad the Bengals were. Things were messy, but yeah. They, again, it's probably, you know, the, that's their second game together, so. Yeah, I, a lot of people question, does the off-season matter for some of these better quarterbacks? But Burrow missed the whole off-season. Yeah. And they were worried about O-line. They improved a little bit last year, but they've also had some injuries again. But the O-line didn't start that well. They didn't run the ball that effectively either. And then you look at the Browns, despite the issues they've got with Watson and learning. I, I guess the one real positive, you see him use his legs. When he came back last year off the long break, he'd not use his legs at all. No. There was a couple of moments there, like even with a fumble, takes off, he took off for a nice one. And, you know, bad conditions. He's got to do better, I guess, in the past. And then you hope that builds up. But good O-line, Chubb, no surprise, Mr. Reliable. Plenty of first downs. They moved the rock when they needed to. They dominated the possession side of things. They had 21 first downs to five. So you move the chains and keep a team on the field. But yeah, for the Bengals, it was just a disaster. They took Burrow off the field. And they're like, you sum up things like T. Higgins, eight targets, zero catches. Mm. 82 yards for him, and they just pull him in the third. Wow. So I think for the Browns, they're sort of looking and going, well, defense, tick. O-line, they lost Conklin. They'll be filthy about that because that's a real strength tick. Run game tick. Mm. Let's see what we get out of Deshaun. If they get Deshaun going, receivers are good enough. Moore, Amari Cooper, Joku, etc. They would have been sitting there taken out of that. That We have a lot of positives, but if we get him even back to 85% of what he was, yeah. we're in a really good situation here. That they outlaid all that money guaranteed. So they're obviously going to want to see something yeah. on their investment. But um, Yeah, I think this is the thing, preseason. That's crazy. Yeah. People question Browns good, bad. I, I, I was pretty keen on the Browns, but I did not expect that. No, I didn't expect that. That was huge for a week one result, but Bengals and Burrow, slow start last year, they had a similar game. Didn't he throw like five picks week one or something ridiculous? I think so, yeah. So I'm not going to panic about them. They've no. certainly got quality. No, exactly. Um, but They always get better as the as year goes on. Yeah, 100%. Ravens, Texans, again, messy game, but not to be... Not surprised, I guess. Uh, the Texans are in a rebuild. Stroud, considering the situation and what they're doing, building through their draft and stripping some players out and bringing in a couple of veterans. I think the biggest positive for him is he had to run for his life. He got sacked five times. He also avoided a lot of sacks, but he didn't throw any picks. Yeah. So it's a hard one when you throw 44 passes in your debut and you're running for your life. Um, didn't get the ground game going. Then you were banned, as you know, you were banned in the ground game in the NFL when you're behind the scoreboard. So they ditched that. They don't really have a dominant receiver. Schultz was brought from Dallas to sort of be the security blanket. Didn't get to him much. That The best one was Collins, who's been there for three years now. Come up with some nice moments. But um, I guess for them, they just take away some of the positives in him in his first start. And Will Anderson got a sack and come up with some plays. But I think there's no illusions with D'Amico Ryans and what they're doing over there. They're not looking to win the division their first year. <clears throat> they're another one who's rebuilding got some young players a couple of veterans and just trying to build a team mm. so 
Ravens, though, uh, yeah, odd. Odd sort of team. They're always odd. Like, J.K. They're Dobbins has already gone for the year, no surprise. They always, the last couple of years, it seems like they constantly just got issues with injury. Yeah. Um, no surprise again. People talk every year, why do they sign outside receivers when he likes to throw over the middle? He had no Andrews, and then sure enough, Zay Flowers proves to be very important to him through Definitely. the middle. Yeah. Nine catches come up good. Uh, they'll be better with Andrews gets back. I think similar deal when you're playing against a team that's under strength. Ajabo, Queen, Roquan, they got sacks. They got after the quarterback. Uh, it's hard to take much away from the Ravens against who they played this week. Yeah. But after the standoff, they've paid Lamar. They've got Munkin in. They're changing their offensive system. They're apparently buying into him and what he does best. So we'll, we'll get a real example of that when they play a quality opposition. But it's hard to take much out of this. That's fair. Mm. In the last couple of games we got here, obviously it was the first one of the week was the Lions and Chiefs, but you're Falcons. Woo! First week one win in... 24-10. Yeah. A little while. I think we can say there's no surprises that you'll run heavy. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I like that that's sort of how we've changed. We used to be really pass heavy, but, you know, with a young quarterback, an experienced quarterback, I like the fact that we're taking pressure off him. Mm. I think... Your only worry there, but again, for me, I actually don't mind your backup. I think if they end up going to Heineke, it would yeah, be a bad thing. He, yeah. he showed some good stuff at Washington. I know, again, it's not a long-term solution, but they're giving yeah. Ritter a go. Um, he only threw eight times. they did this early with Matt Ryan. Like They gave him Gonzalez, and they had, um, I can't think of the big fella's name who was a running back there who was excellent for years. It was Deuce or something, wasn't it? No, I can't think of his name. Did you guys trade for Steve Jackson at one point, didn't you? Yeah. Action Stephen Jackson from the Rams. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Traded for Todd Gurley too. Yeah. Both went like busters. Oh, yes. Yeah. But Tyler Al's year. Yeah, good. He was good too. Picked him up late last year. Corderell wasn't available today, so you're going to have that three-headed line when he comes back. Yeah. But no Michael doubt. Michael Turner. Oh, Michael Turner. Yeah, I remember Michael Turner. Yeah, they had Michael Turner, Roddy White, Michael Jenkins, Tony Gonzalez. Like early when Ryan was coming through, he could always just check it down to Gonzalez or he could give it to Turner. And that's, I think that was a big part in Matt Ryan's development. So, Well, the big thing here, and we know, they've invested lots of first-rounders in their, in their line. The last couple of years, they've invested heavily in their offense. And a lot of people are questioning, well, you know, how can you put a first into London and Pitts if you've got someone that can't throw the ball to them? Again, it's hard to get a quarterback. So they're giving Ritter a crack. Yeah, it is. They managed him. They stuck to their strength. Algier was awesome. Bijan... 10 touches, but also six catches and an awesome touchdown there. Put Cordarell in there, I guess you just lean into your strength, which will be your running game in your O-line. Yeah. Um, but your defense, they did spend some money in the offseason. Bates was the big signing. Two picks, got a sack. He come up with some moments. Jarrett is always reliable, but I guess similar deal. As the year goes on, better opposition. Ritter's not going to be able to only throw 18 times and have 100 and something yards. Like They're going to need more. But I, I guess that's similar deal again. We'll, we'll get six or eight weeks in, and if it's not working... Yeah. They'll probably go to Heineke, who's probably a little bit better, a little bit more mobile, and probably builds in, works in better with what they're doing with the run game. Definitely. He might get into more play action and some option stuff, and they just sort of build on what is the strength. But um, there is some positives there for you, no doubt. And again, we've said it before, the division's very open. It is. But for the Panthers, probably disappointing. Poor old Bryce Young, first game. You know, a couple of picks. Bates got him twice. He was pressured. They didn't really uh, block that well for him. And come up with a fumble. You know, the receivers wasn't the greatest night. Moore didn't play, which was the man they traded for. Sort of leaned on Hurst, which you see a lot of players lean on their tight end. Mm. Probably is their early option, but 
you, you could see the quality there, but I, I just think, again, for this year, especially what they've got on the offensive side of the, the ball, it's probably going to be a rough year. Yeah. Um, some people, again, that was another team they were 50-50 on looking at them going, well, Sanders, Chubba Hubbard, him, Lyon, D-Lock, they've got some good pieces. I'm like, they have a player here or there, but especially the offensive weapons. You don't look at them and look at anyone and go, oh, yeah, you know, Thielen's getting old. Moore's been okay for the time. No, sorry. They traded Moore, didn't they? I got the ones mixed up. Moore yeah. went to the Bears. Yeah. So, sorry, Moore wasn't there anymore. You know, to be leaning in with Thielen and the few guys they've got, Hurst, Sanders, etc. Like, I, I, I wouldn't exactly say he's rolling with offensive weapons. So, he isn't. No. Nah, it's a bit of an odd spot for your first year, but he certainly needs more help. He does. But yeah. they run the ball pretty well. Tuba Hubbard's a... Yeah, I, I like him. I think their defense is good. Solid I think they'll player. Be, they'll be thereabouts, the Panthers. Burns, like you said, good player, but... Last one to wrap it up was Lions and Chiefs. Um, I don't anyone who was panicking or scaremonger immediately. Just pull your head in for a second and remember, no Chris Jones, no Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And if he's got, game of the year. If he's got Kelsey there, he's catching 10 rocks. Yeah. No doubt. Had a lot of drops, didn't he? Oh, that, that's probably our big question. I, I, I will preface by saying moving forward, between Moore, Tony, like all these sort of guys they've got on board, drafting, uh, you know, Rashi Rice, who was good. And the few other blokes they've got, like blokes are going to have to step up and start catching the ball. They had three drops, really struggled on the run side of things. Like there, there wasn't much help from Holmes. He pretty much won out of it himself. Yeah. He threw two touchdown passes. He scrambled for the most yards on his own. He single-handedly pretty much kept things alive. Mm. And they still almost won the game. Which is why when I look at this, they're like, oh, the Lions are the real deal. But they certainly are the real deal. But if you put Chris Jones and Kelsey back into this, him and Kelsey would have found a way to shake loose and get 10 catches and a couple of touchdowns. But it's more like you've just brought up. The weapons across the year, where do they go? It's true. Because Moore's been there for a little bit now. You know, even like Alaire and McKinnon having those sort of pass-catching running backs and the trick players that read and him draw up, like they need more out of everybody. Because they're probably, that's the big question mark this year. It was a big question last year. Is this the worst receiving call they've had? Mm. So they're going to have to improve big on that side of the ball. You'd think so. Yeah, uh, but definitely. there's no panic here. No. no. For the Lions, though, yeah. Good start. Pretty much what we saw last year. I, I love that early on, they put their nuts on the table, got the hammer out, and did a fourth down run on the fake punt. Goff, no surprise. He's steady. Moved the ball, managed it. Gibbs, Montgomery, um, they gave him a taste. You saw what they wanted to do with him with the throwing game, um, getting him involved in that as well as the, the running game. Montgomery leaned on heavy like he was at Chicago. You know, Amon Ra, he's number one man. Offensive line's good. They kept him upright and they just managed their way through the game. And it's a huge win week one. Yeah, massive. So for them in their division, they'll take the positives. And, uh, you know, I, I think the other thing that's a real good thing is look at their draft. Laporta got five catches for him. Branch took that pick, which, you know, again, wasn't on Mahomes. It was on the receiver. Yeah, exactly. Losing that one. Campbell, Gibbs. But it looks like this draft class, they've got four contributors straight away. So they'll be really happy with that side of things. Big time. But there you go. That's running through all the teams and the games for week one. Was there anyone to stand out for you in what you saw? Like Dallas was obviously yeah. big. I don't know how much to take out of that. Because of the opposition? Yeah. Yeah, stand out. I think probably um, 49ers. Yeah, I thought that was pretty impressive. Mm. There was a lot of talk around the Steelers, obviously. And yeah, that was probably the one I thought, wow, that's that's an impressive win. Mm. But 
you know, I think between those two, they're probably the two. The biggest surprise was probably the Bengals game with the Browns. Yeah. Just the magnitude, I yeah, guess, of that right. scoreline. Yeah. I was sort of like, okay, I wasn't expecting that. Usually that division, the AFC North, they rip each other in pieces and yeah. really close games. But for it to be that lopsided, I, I certainly didn't see that coming. No, me either. Um, but I guess on the flip of that, you want to have a look at week two? Bit of odds, some bets. Yeah, let's do it. Get ourselves in the finish up run. So the Vikings and Philly. Is that tomorrow? Yeah, must be. Yeah, good. Friday? Is it say Friday? That's a tough one. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, Philly. 10-15 Australia. Do they write these up the right, the right or the wrong way? They put the home team as the bottom team, don't they? Yeah, that's usually Minnesota at, at Philadelphia. Because I bet so. On Australian bookie sites, you have a look. And it's the opposite. Have a look. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure, yeah, it is the other way around. So if that's the case, Minnesota at Philly... Certainly not where you want to be going week two off no, the back of a you don't. a close loss. Nope. But for them, they've got a few question marks. I think they were saying that Bradbury in the secondary and there's a few others. And Nakobe Dean, the linebacker, who they drafted another one from Georgia, is injured already. Yeah. Um, so they're probably a bit thin on defense. And again, that's the price of winning. The last couple of years and doing well, guys get paid. Um, but, you know, going off what we saw from the Minnesota side of things on defense. Yeah, I think, so it's, yeah it's at Philadelphia. Yeah. Could turn into a bit of shootout, but Philly at Philly. Yeah, Philly. I, I'll definitely be leaning towards Philly. They're a dollar thirty-five, six and a half the line. Um, don't know how much I'd be messing with that, but I'd certainly go Philly. I'd go Philly. I'd take the, the minus six points. Yeah. Yep. Uh, one here, the bookies got as a pick'em. Packers at Falcons. So off week one, they know they beat the Bears. It was a good start for Love and the team, but obviously want to see a little yeah, bit more. This is, and this is a. Wait and see again. I think away. the odds are good. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon it's a stay it's away. At Atlanta, that's probably I'm surprised Atlanta aren't favourites. Mm. But yeah. And you see here exactly probably what we're talking about. For the Packers, good D line, good secondary. So if they didn't want him to throw the ball last week, Rid they certainly don't want to throw it this week to Savage and exactly. Yaya Alexander. The question is can they run with that D line? Because mm. with Walker, Devondre Campbell, what they've got up front, Rashawn Gary, um, they'll be able to get pressure. Yeah. On the flip, you know, the question's on your defense. Their offensive line certainly showed what they could do. Yeah. question is, can Love replicate what he did last week if they keep him upright and run the football? So maybe, yeah, I guess it's just a clash of styles, but yeah, I certainly wouldn't bet on this one. No. But if I'm going to have to tip somebody, though, who would you tip? Atlanta, because they're home. Stick with ATL? Yep. All right. Yeah. I didn't mind what I saw from the Packers. I'm sort of with you, but I might go. Neither. Might go the Pack. Bears, Tampa Bay. Um, again, given on what we saw... Last week, I didn't expect probably what I saw from the Bucks, but there's still some quality pieces there. On the flip side, for the Bears, I think it's going to be another one of those years where they have good weeks, they have bad weeks, they'll get a win here and there that probably surprises you. They have some bad losses, but at Tampa, off the back of what they did week one, I'll, I'd probably lean slightly towards Tampa. Yeah, me too. They're $1.65, Bears 225 two and a half the line. I probably wouldn't mess with the line. No. But a head-to-head um, result there is probably what you're looking for. Seahawks at Lions. That's a good game. Week two. Big time. Great head-to-head matchup. Geno and the Hawks looking to bounce back. They're probably going to get a couple back that were missing last week in the secondary, particularly their first-round pick. Um, you know, for the Lions, they'd be riding high off that one and going home for their first game. We'd probably want to uh, come up big, so I'll definitely be going the Lions here at home. Yeah. And, you know, seeing what happened last week where they moved the ball and Short yardage stuff, and we're able to run things effectively. You'd think that with what they've got in their backfield, Montgomery, Gibbs again, probably expanding his role as they go. That they'll, you know, 
probably be pretty effective on the ground and just the short yardage passing as they always do. Yeah. Try and slow to pick them apart. But yeah, for Seattle, I think he, he would have been really disappointed last week with what they did, especially fizzling out with the ball. But they were 44 for the Lions, 281 for the Hawks. Uh, Raiders, Bills. Bills need a bounce back. Absolutely. And it's at Buffalo. Yeah. So immediately there, are, you know, Vegas, Buffalo, you couldn't have two different pla- two completely different places. I know it's not quite winner over there yet, but um, it'll be rocking in Buffalo. And surely a response. <laughs> you think so, yeah. So I don't even need to say any more than that. They're a dollar twenty one favourite. They'd want to be winning this game. Yep. Uh Vegas four dollars and forty five. Nine and a half the line. Again in the early weeks I'm probably not messing with the line, but the head to head if you want some multi value and you think they're gonna win, maybe, but yeah, it's pretty short. Uh Chargers Titans again off what we saw last week. Defensive line running game with Derrick Henry. They're always a tough out, but again, Chargers have to respond here. Racked up the points last week. Think they'll be able to do enough here if the line holds up from the pressure from the Titans line. The biggest thing on the Titans thing is just where's the points come from. Sure. So I think here, probably won't be pretty for the Chargers, but they should win. So $1.64 for the Chargers, two twenty six for the Titans. Colts, Texans, the toilet bowl of the AFC South. Who do you like on that one? Stroud versus Richardson. He's under a cloud, obviously, with those couple of niggles. They had some positive moments, I guess, against the Jags. The Texans I'll very go, young. I'll go Texans. Rebuilding. Um, I think, yeah, the fact they've already got question marks on Richardson's not great. Yeah. So, it'd be nice for the Texans to get an early win with Stroud and D'Amico Ryan's in that defense. I'll go there as well. But again, wouldn't bet your money or my money on that one. No. Staying far away from that. Ravens-Bengals. I was hoping for a barn burner with the AFC... North Clash last week. These two hate each other. Mm. That one surely is a good game. Bengals favoured dollar fifty six despite last week. Ravens again. I guess bookies look at who they played and paying some respect to the Bengals, thinking there'll be a bit of a bounce back. Yeah, and I think they will be. And it's at Cincinnati as well. Um, you'd think off the shock of last week, this should be close. But yeah, I'll probably go the Bengals as well. Yep. Um, for the Ravens again, we'll get a real look off the back of what they had there. How Lamar looks in this new system in week two. Dobbins out with that Achilles injury. They'll be leaning on Hill, Gus Edwards. He'll obviously run, and Andrews is probably back as well, which is his favorite weapon. So yeah. should be a decent matchup there. Chiefs-Jags played a hell of a game yeah. in the playoffs last year at Jacksonville. So yeah. not easy week two for the Chiefs, but I think no. I saw today that Kelsey trained. So they looking like Kelsey's going to be back. The Jones holdout's over. they got a one-year deal done. Oh, good. So he's going to be back in. So certainly not going to be easy to go on the road and get the win there. And I think it's going to be more on those other receivers again. But I could see a scenario exactly what we talked about before where him and Kelsey link up like for a ridiculous amount of yards and catches and just facilitate a way to win this game. Yeah. With Jones back, similar deal. Actually bringing something to them from the defensive side of the ball. They went the cleanest there last week. Um, but it's a tough out. The Jags are certainly no easy beat anymore. No way, man. Um, and they can move the ball. So... I'll go to the Chiefs, but there's value there if you like Jacksonville at home. 244, three and a half start. Uh, 49ers, Rams. This is another one where we surprised last week by the Rams, and it's a divisional game, but the 49ers, why ever Shanahan's been there, have owned the Rams. Mm. And I know last week was pretty and all well and good, but this is a very different matchup. It is. So I think it's at LA, but I like the 49ers. Yeah, me too. 
Big odds though. Dollar twenty three. The forty nine is four twenty five. The Rams. I uh, just think again, different level of opposition, better defensive line, yards after the catch. This would be a real test for this Rams team this week. Will be, and we'll get yeah. a good idea of where they're going to be at and how much he's adjusted with his coaching. McVay, Giants, Cardinals. Like straight away, they get fed an absolute, you know, give me if you're being serious on what they did last year. Yeah. But off the back of last week, they'll want to see a response quickly because the Giants fans will turn on them pretty quickly. Oh, you need to see something. Mm. So it's at Arizona, like I said. They, they should be winning that. Last week, they certainly want an easy out. But yeah, Denny, Saquon, Waller, surprise, surprise, they traded for him. He's already got a hamstring injury, so he's questionable. That was the whole story of his time at the back end yeah. of Vegas, which is why they traded him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, well, yeah, it wasn't a talent thing, was it? It was a nah. consistency of availability. And money. You're paying that sort of money and he's getting a bit older. They cashed yeah. out. But I think here, like, they certainly showed a lot of fight, like we said last week. But with Dobbs as your quarterback and what they've got in their D-line, Lawrence Thibodeau, that they need to have a field day here, surely. Yeah. If they do it with their defense, get Saquon moving, do what they did last year where they just manage things for Denny Jones, should be a victory. Dollar forty-one favorite, two ninety-three are the Cardinals. This one's the one I'm really looking forward to watching. It's the Jets. Without Rodgers against Dallas, that's a tough matchup week two off what we saw. Yeah. And it's at Dallas. Mm-hmm. So going in with Wilson, that's a real D-line, much like Dallas. So I think on that side of the ball, we'll get a real idea of how good Dallas's offense is. Yeah. Because last week the defense did all the talking and they obviously capitalized off the back. But we'll see how Dak and that line holds up. They've invested in that. They've invested in Pollard. Um, so that that's a good test. And then on the flip, we'll see what Wilson looks like. Because they were very, very good on the flip with Micah. Lawrence, their secondary with Diggs. Gilmore, ageless wonder. He was good again last week. So th- this is a real, you know, real positive matchup, I think. The odds are huge. four ten dollar twenty four. So bookies have jumped straight off the Jets. Yeah. But I don't know. I think with what they've got on defense, you know, that, that's going to keep the in-games all the time. Mm. And I'm not really a big fan of the Giants, if I'm being honest. So... I don't know. I think it's closer than that. Nine and a half. Yeah, well. Yeah. Dallas can blow out the Jets. No, what are, what's the odds? Well, the Jets are four ten, nine and a half. Jeez, I'd be taking I'd be taking the nine and a half there. If I could squeeze it a bit further and still get a good price, yeah. I'd oh, take well, that. Ten and a half or fourteen and a half. That's yeah. what that's so. If you still get like a dollar forty or what, whatever. What well, nine and a half is a dollar ninety. Nine and a half for the Jets. Dollar eighty six. Yeah, okay. So I don't know if pick your own lines available. At the moment, but if it was... Yeah, no, it will be later on. I'd certainly, uh, like I said, look to stretch that market, that's for sure. Yeah, of course. Try and take a two-score game. We'll see what you can get off the back of it. And Is that the last one? Or is there one more game off the back of that? Jets, Houston. Mm, I've lost my spot here. Where am I? I've gone way too far, have I? What is going on? Where have you gone, son? It's completely lost me here. No, I'm back now. So that's Monday. Jets, Dallas. You've got the Commanders and the Broncos. Again, flip a coin. I think similar deal. You got Broncos. You like the Broncos? Yeah. I really like the, the Commanders' defense. Yeah. And I don't think the weapons are that great. I'm going to go the upset. It's in Denver, so you think you want to win up there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go the Commanders, but they're $2.57. Three and a half. I, again... Seen some signs of life, but it's not going to be an easy out. And 
Uh, my Patriots, the Dolphins. Our offense looked, wow. looked pretty loose that's, last week. That's big. Pretty loose. It's in New England again. Yeah. So the Dolphins certainly showed they can move the ball. I think the Patriots need to win this if you know you don't want to go 0 and 2. No, and again, first and up let, division and game. Miami jump you 2 0. Mm. And on top of that, we usually go to Miami early in the year, which is the harder time to go there. They're coming to us early in the year. Yeah, that's good. So suitable conditions. Um, their defense certainly needs to improve. Our D line's pretty good. So that's Monday Night Football, is it? That's Monday Australia. So, so it's still the Sunday slate. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'll stick with the Dolphins, but I think it, like last week will be good nuisance value. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me if we won. Yeah, I'll be going Pats. I think Judon, Wise, Uche, all those sort of guys, you certainly can get to tour. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, I guess, a matter of can we replicate what we did in offense? Yeah. Because we, we looked good last week, but yeah, I think that'll be the big question mark. And the Monday night slate, as you mentioned, is Saints-Panthers divisional and Pittsburgh Steelers and Browns divisional. Two big matchups there. New Orleans-Carolina off last week. I'm sticking with the Saints. Perfect. I think it's going to be... Bit of a work in progress, like we said, um, in terms of the Saints early on. Oh, sorry, the Panthers early on the year. We've got Burns and you know the, the dual running backs and that, but the offense is going to take some time, I think. Yeah. Um, whereas the Saints, I know again that wasn't super pretty last week, but defense made some plays, got some takeaways. He looked pretty good with Alave, Shahid, Thomas. So that's only going to get better and better. But I'd say they're a few steps ahead of the Panthers at the moment. Mm. It's in Carolina though, so road games are always tough, but. Cleveland Steelers, uh, they've got the odds close again because these divisional games, particularly in the North, are always close. But, mate, my man Chubby, I love the Chubb. <laughs> I'm sticking with the Browns. The Browns. Yeah, I'll go Steelers. I think uh, they'll want to see some improvement, particularly on the offensive side of things. Couldn't run the ball, pick it through. Couple of picks. It's a, it's a tough place to roll in. Oh, sorry. Well, they play at home, but they got rolled by... The 49ers, but yeah, I, I like what I've seen from Cleveland, and I think when we did divisions, I was... I don't know if I gave them a wild card, or... What did I end up doing? What did I pick them to win the division? But, I don't know, the Browns... I don't know, bro. Something about the Browns, and if it's, I think it's all on Watson. If That's Watson good. comes good, who knows? Well, let's say, we both picked the Bengals. To win oh. the division? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. In the north. And who did I go? What was our wild cards in the end? Chiefs, Jets, Dolphins. Well, you can throw the Jets one out now, that's for sure. Dolphins I'm still keen on. But, yeah, I don't know. There was uh, some question marks about them. Some were good, some were bad, and then the opposite on the Steelers. Some people were high on the Steelers. Uh, fell flat there, but similar deal again. You don't want to start 0-2, and, and you don't want to lose your first divisional game. Yeah. But it's at Pittsburgh. They're usually a pretty good home crowd. I want to see more from Pickett, Najee, and some of those young receivers. Watt basically a one-man bam last week. But, yeah, if the Browns do what they do best, hold up on the O-line despite losing Conklin, Chubb moves the rock, they get first downs, and they have time possession. Um, at least buys some time for Watson to keep working through things for these early games. Exactly. But, yeah, they're a seventy-five favorite, the Browns. The steal is 208. And, mate, that's everything. That's the games. That's the previews. Is there anything else out of the week? Any nope, news? Any nothing. bits and pieces you looked at? or Nothing for you, son. Nothing for me. Well, that was pretty short and sharp, I think, just over an hour. Yeah, perfect. Bit of a run through. What You know, a lot of games, obviously not going to be like the NRL stuff where we break it down a little bit more because there's so much to absorb. 
like your takeaway, you know, the main pieces that you see, yeah. offensively or defensively, from what you see across the year. And, um, I think betting wise, I'll probably be more confident in having a punt in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Once you see a bit of a yeah, form one, right. I think the NFL is a tougher one, especially with travel and schedule. Yeah. Unlike the NRL that we do, where you know, what, what's your biggest flight? Your biggest flight if you're, you know, you're a Melbourne team or North Queensland coming down. Like other than that, the travel is pretty minimal, and your turnarounds are very consistent. Yeah. Here you're talking East Coast, West Coast, like road trips where you're away for a couple of weeks. It's a completely different kettle of fish. Exactly. And there's a lot more into it injury-wise with the size of roster. So um, probably by, say, week three or four, I think it'll be a bit easier to start talking a bit more on the betting front. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, some great matchups, some good divisional games, and I'm happy the NFL's back because, as we always talk about, when the rugby league comes to an end, I start to get a little bit sad, but... The NFL is uh, sort of there as a bit of a stopgap, and the fact we got the, the game pass, you can watch it whenever you want. Yeah. So. Exactly right. Beautiful. Mate, what's on the cards for the weekend? Uh, not a lot. You're in your off-season now. I know we're not doing the footy podcast, <clears throat> but there's still some carryover listeners here. A bit of free time for a month or so. hope so, yeah. bit of a, a break, which is always good. Yeah, not a lot. Lyle's got a physique competition on Sunday, so. Mm-hmm. That'll be the... Uh, That'll be the big one. Mm. Nice. Otherwise, a bit of footy. TVs, movies, you got any recommendations for listeners? No, I just finished Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Positive? Very good. Very yeah, good? Very good. Ending was a bit, yeah, a bit weird. Not weird, but yeah. I was a bit underwhelmed by the, by the ending, but yeah, it is what it is. Well, funnily enough, I just finished Hard Knocks, even though he's already shredded his Achilles. There you go. I left the last two episodes and I watched them anyway. Yeah. To see the cuts and the moves. It was nice to see the two undrafted free agents, Brownlee. Yeah, that was good. Gibson. Um I saw I actually quite enjoyed the Jets one. I thought it was pretty so good. Did I. Yeah, I thought it was good. It was tidy. I wasn't sold on Sulla to start with, but it seems like they're running a pretty good ship. Yeah. He doesn't he's not too outlandish, he had a few weird things, but like I didn't think he was showboating too much or make it about him. No, I enjoyed yeah. Douglas. Bringing Gibson in where it sounded like he was going to cut him and then he told him he made the team. <laughs> but, no, nah, you know, looking at them, I saw some positives in that. Exactly. For them, I guess the biggest thing and the hardest thing is when you watched all that, you thought, man, something good's happening here and then Roger shreds his Achilles. So yeah, exactly. That's uh, always hard. But, yeah, interesting. Like, the biggest talking point we had at the start, I'm really keen to see what they end up doing because it's a pretty good roster. Yeah. And if they're going to wait 12 months to get him back in basically give up on the season while they feel there might be somebody out there that can give them a better chance now. I'm not saying they win, but if it's the difference between get to the playoffs or week two this year and they think they can get someone in to do that, yeah, um, why not? And I know Roger said today he's going to come back, but who's to say at age 40 the recovery is what he thinks it is or partway through the rehab he doesn't change his mind. It's a yeah. it's a long battle when you do ACLs, Achilles, things like that, and especially at that age. Yeah. But I guess like we said before, this point, he's not relying on his mobility like he did when he was younger. He's got a hell of an arm, and he's just his game sense. He's got way too much intelligence. So if he wants to go again, I've got no doubt he'd be good to go. Yeah, but not an injury you want to get when you're forty. No, that's if if there's any mobility you do have left, no I think that's certainly going to go when your Achilles gets flat and popped. Yeah, but there you go. Spot on. Wraps us up, my friend. The round kicks off again tomorrow. NFL is back. How good? Fingers crossed for another ripper slate of games this week. And much like us, if you're interested, look into that uh, NFL Game Pass if you want to watch a lot more of it. I think it's on design it was. Yeah, split um, it with a mate. That's what we did. Yeah, they've also got a free package there. So if you can't watch everything, I didn't look into it, but I think the free package offers you the highlights. So 
you, you can get five or six minute packages of all the games if you just want to cycle through the stuff you haven't seen. But if you want the full kick and convert, like man, Box, he watched a couple of the full 40s. It just cuts out all the crap and the ads and gives you actual game time. Yeah. Um, there's the red zone thing, which obviously gives you all the split screen and everything. There's good documentaries and all the other NFL you know, documentary background and catalogue they've got there, which I think is an awesome thing that they do. So there's heaps of good content on it, but Absolutely. I think when I messaged you later, you can get multiple screens. I think it was up to three. That's cool. So if you've got a couple of mates and you want to watch it, split it up. Do it. And then you can watch all that other content as well if you're interested in the NFL. Yeah. But that'll do us, Boxhead. Have a good week, buddy. And for everyone out there, if you're going to have a punt, don't lose your shit in the early weeks. Give it a couple of weeks until it settles down and uh, yeah, enjoy your week.